Every company has one. The place where the hats with the wrong logo are hidden from sight. The empty office where the bags that miss the event date are banished. The storage room where the shirts with the smeared imprints are entombed. It's called the Closet of Shame. And every promotional products distributor has a story about making an unwanted contribution. In this podcast, those stories will be shared and the impact on the client relationship will be explored. The Closet of Shame is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's your host, Bill Petrie. And welcome to the Closet of Shame. <laughs> I am your ho- I am your host, Bill Petrie. And this is a podcast where we talk about when promo goes wrong. We've all been there and we've all had to deal with the outcome of what happens when promo does go wrong. But you know, there are some companies, especially suppliers in the industry, that will never contribute to your client's closet of shame. And the group I'm thinking of right now is Imagine Brands. Right now, they're in the middle of putting out a fabulous line of drinkware and a Coleman drinkware. The Coleman legacy of adding excitement, fun, and memories to outdoors began well over 100 years ago. And that established brand of Coleman, along with the reliability of Imagine Brands, is going to provide you with new and innovative products that will never, ever make a contribution to your client's closet of shame. So go to imaginebrands.com and look up that Coleman drinkware. It's truly, truly, truly fabulous. Now my guest today for the closet of shame is none other than my good pal, the good time player man from Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, I would ask how the hell are you, but that's what we do on Unscripted. Right. No, and uh, I appreciate you having me on, man. This is going to be fun, and I know that this is kind of new, and so I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, glad you're a part of it. And for those of you who don't know Kirby, Kirby is the owner, and uh, he's a serial entrepreneur more than anything, but he's the owner of Hossman uh, Marketing and Communications, which is a full-service marketing agency in Coshocton, Ohio. He also is owner and proprietor of Hossman Brewery. I have had the honor of being at Hossman Brewery during its development stage and it's a really cool uh, tap room and they have some uh, pretty fabulous beers not that i want to indulge in an adult <laughs> beverage uh, now and again but uh, kirby's been an industry advocate for many many years and it's really our honor to have him on the show kirby thanks again for doing this really appreciate it thanks man it's going to be fun i'm really looking forward to it so i want to start this off organically okay. you have you've been in the promotional products business for i think 18 or 19 years now mm-hmm. Tell me a time when you inadvertently contributed to one of your clients' closet of shame. Yeah. No, you know, it's so interesting. I was thinking about this, you know, the whole concept of this podcast and, and you know, um, trying to think of specifics. And what I, what, what I kind of landed on was when I was early on in my career, and I think you know this about me, so I left a, a job with a salary and benefits and all that stuff, and I went into straight commission sales. And so I, I tell you that to say that, man, when I got into it, I probably contributed to a lot because my goal was to make the next sale. Right. Um, and I don't know that I treated this, you know, I treated this profession as it was straight commission sales and I wanted to make the next sale. And so if somebody said they wanted pens, I never asked why. Right. I, uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, again, yeah, I'm you, just being candid. Right? Hey, like, you got the order. You yeah, want I, the order. I'll take the order. A hundred percent. And so I would say early on in my career in the first couple of years, I would guess that most people are like that to a degree because you're like, man, I just need to buy some chicken for the family. Um, no question. Yeah. And so early on in my career, I definitely did. Um, and but then, you know, you know, hopefully <laughs> I evolved and uh, I do it 
less now. And uh, but yeah, I've got a, I've got a story queued up for you. So if you want me to dig into that, I, I you know I, I would. But before we do dig into that story, I think you hit on something. Too many in our industry really, uh, they they say they're salespeople, but they're really just order takers. Right. Right. right? And and I think when you get in that mode of being an order taker. That's when things can go high, haywire. You know, I always explain to people who don't understand our industry, and I know you're about to delve into the story. Sure. Um, a client places an order at one point, and then there's a line. And the line goes to another point at the end where the order is delivered. And between those two points, there are multiple opportunities for failure. <laughs> for because, sure. Because so many people touch the actual order. And, you know, you introduce the human element of it. There are potential for more errors. So tell me one time when when you, when an order got screwed up. And, again, we're not going to name any names here sure, because no. we all make mistakes. And it doesn't – here's the thing. It doesn't matter if it was a supplier or you. From a client's perspective, it was your fault. Yes, for sure. And so – and I'll just state, state up front that this one was absolutely 100% my fault. Um, and so I have a really great client here in Coshocton that I have a wonderful relationship with, and thank God for that. Um, so so the one that comes to mind is we were doing um, a, a promotion to show appreciation to employees for a company called RHDD here in Coshocton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like I say, I have a great relationship with the director. And she's one of those people who um, she asks me to push her along on the process, okay? That's and actually so, really nice, by yes. the way, when, when a client asks you and gives you that opportunity to push them through. I love that. Yeah, because she's like, hey, I've got a lot on my plate. And you know how it is as a salesperson. You're like, well, I don't want to be the stalker guy. Right. And so I'll say that to, to a client. And they said, you know, she's one who says, no, no, I want you to. So we, we, um, we were working on a beach towel project and we got the art put together and candidly the colors just weren't right and it wasn't the supplier's fault it was just what they were able to imprint right right and so um but they loved the beach towel idea so i had sent the proof followed up with the proof followed up followed up followed up and we were getting to a point where they had like my clients like this is the date we're giving them out right right and so i made the executive decision to approve the proof with out. So hold on. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on. You approved the proof on behalf of the client without showing them the proof? No, no. I, they'd seen the proof. Okay. But they hadn't responded to the proof. And so. Oh, I and kept, you were waiting for them to respond. Yeah. And they just okay. kept not responding, kept not responding, kept not responding. And I took one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? She's busy. And so I'm just going to get this done so that she gets the towels in time. Right. And we've all been there, right? You did that out of the goodness of your heart. You're yeah. trying to help your client and, and knowing you, you rationally thought, thought it through yep. and thought, Hey, uh, they're just, they're going to prove it. Like you said, she's busy. She hasn't gotten to it, but we're in a time sensitive crunch here. I'm approving the proof. Yeah. I want to make sure that the employees get the gifts that sh- she wants to give. Exactly. And so the good news of this is that the supplier delivered on time. They delivered exactly what was on the proof. Mm-hmm. The bad news is Uh-oh. she called and said, hey, we decided we didn't want these at all. Um, and, you know, the color wasn't right. The this wasn't right. Now, she never communicated that to me. And she, and again, she kind of owned a little bit of that. But I'm like, right. it was a decent order. <laughs> and did, so, she, did she communicate that to you after the merchandise was delivered or yes. between the time you approved the proof and, and it was delivered? No. So she literally, they, like she walks out of her office one day and there's a bunch of boxes with towels in them. 
Oh that, no! That she didn't want. Um, no. Yeah, it was a, it was it was a disaster. Now, long story short, the funny part of this is she was like, "Well, you know, part of this is my fault." Which, by the way, no client, it wasn't her fault. <laughs> like she was right. so she was so kind. You're lucky, yeah. to have such a magnanimous client. Yes, hundred um, percent. This was one hundred percent my fault. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's it's two hundred percent your fault if we can actually make that happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, long story short. We... So, what was your first reaction when she told you? I just want to get digging yeah, a little bit no, here. So, what was your reaction when she said, "Hey, Kirby, um, wow, we don't want these. We want to do it in a different direction." I mean, what was your reaction? Your heart must have sunk. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think we've all gone through it, right? My heart s- stops beating. The blood leaves my face. Right. I, s- I start sweating sitting in a chair, and and then you know, it's just, wow, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 never good when flop sweats involved. Yes, it's, and that's so, exactly what it was. So you just right you decided and, and knowing you, I know this. I don't even have to ask this. You fell on your sword, you apologized. Yes. Did you explain yes. what happened in terms of, hey, I approved the proof, or yep. did you just kind of just say you were sorry? You you actually got detailed and explained what happened. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it has to do with the relationship, right? I was like and the funny thing is she sort of brought it up. She's like, mm-hmm. I know what happened here. Uh-huh. I never, I never told you that we were not right. going to do them and you always have to push me. And so this happened. I was like, well, yeah, but that's, I, I approved a proof without your permission. It's my, right. like, it's me. Like it, it well, ends. So it was, yeah. Uh, what was her level of frustration? It sounds like she wasn't really frustrated at all, yeah, which she, is really surprising because normally these type of things happen and you're going to take it in the shorts. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was actually super cool about it. And, um, what, what she finally was like, okay, like I, as you might expect, I was prepared to pay for the entirety of the order. Um, she actually said, you know what, we'll take them at a significant discount um, because she was like, well, at this point I got them, so I might as well give them to our employees. So your first effort at, at attempting to solve it was, hey, we're going to eat the order yes. entirely. Yep. And your client actually said, no, <laughs> that's right. That's not fair. Yep. We'll take them at a discounted because I assume every the imprint was correct, the colors were correct, or I mean, was it all it was, wrong? No, so the, everything was right except the colors were not the exact colors they wanted, but they were the exact yeah. colors that were on the proof. You know what I mean? So right, they, they knew it and all that sort of thing. And the funny thing about it is, of they went ahead and gave these beach towels out, right? Right. Um, and the it's one of those happy ending kind of things. So they right. did that, and we do their social media for them. And okay. the happy accident for this yeah. is that they handed them out and that summer people, their employees were going to the beach and taking pictures with their beach towels. <laughs> <laughs> and so it became like the social, like a little bit of viral thing for them because it showed their employer. It, was, it did the thing we were hoping to do, but man. It was a it was a stressful way to get there. Well, and and here's the thing: beach towels is what I always use talking about promotional products about how you will keep a beach towel until you know Armageddon. That's right. You know, <laughs> when was the last time you threw out a beach towel? Yeah, I did. right. Yeah. And and so people will keep that stuff forever. So the fact that you know the final resolution was you guys kind of came to an agreement where you both ate a little bit of it yep. is, is pretty amazing. How long have you, so when did that happen roughly? Do you remember when that happened? That was probably two or three years ago. Okay. Yeah. And you've, re, and you've retained them as a client. Yeah. It's actually what's interesting about it, Bill. And I, and I tell uh, our team this all the time. And I think this might be one of those things that we 
get about a lesson from this podcast mm-hmm. is that sometimes this is when you have the ability to show up the best because everybody looks good oh. when shit goes right. Right. <laughs> it's like, and so, well, and the industry's built that things go right. Right. I mean, honestly, it really is. Yeah. There's tremendous suppliers in the industry and, you know, distributors, I think as a whole, don't really realize all the things that have to happen for, for things to go right. But it generally does yeah. go right. I always use the example of, you know, when people complain, oh, you know, my car didn't start today. Today of all days, my car didn't start. Yeah. And I always think you were getting in your car to go somewhere. So, of course, it was inconvenient. Right. And do you ha- do you realize how many things have to go right for when you either turn the key or push the button for that engine to start and go? Yeah. For sure. Well, it's, it goes back to the that old George Carlin routine. It's like, right. you know, the, the, they're always in the last place you look. Of course they're the last place you look. Why the hell would you keep looking? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so the end result was they kept the promo. Yeah. They used it. So there was still some satisfaction from getting those decorated nuggets of goodness I always <laughs> like to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. How did so you? Re, but you were able to retain the client, even though you had to fall on your sword and say, "Look, I maybe took some liberties with the relationship. Yep, I approved a proof I shouldn't have." You were able to keep that client. How were you able to do that? Do you think it was because she was so magnanimous and took responsibility, even when she really didn't have to? Or what do you attribute you retaining that client to? Because I think that's the big lesson out of these podcasts. Yeah, no, it's a great point. So yes, let's, let's just give the, the client credit. She's a super nice human being. <laughs> that's, well, I'm, yeah. I, I'm sure as hell not going to give you credit yeah. for approving a proof you shouldn't have. <laughs> um, but I think part of that, it, you know, part of it we can attain to the, you know, we can uh, give credit to the relationship. Over time, I'd build up some credibility with her. Um, and But the other piece, you know, I think it's funny. It goes back to that idea of what do you do when something goes wrong? So right. many people put their head in the sand. I was, yeah. I was at her office talking to her within... 10 minutes. Right. And so when it's funny because when you were, you were physically there, which I think is a great point. And obviously not every client is going to lend itself to that. Yeah. But the fact that I think you were there, I think that's key. Yeah. I'm a big believer. It's so much of life is showing up. Yeah. And especially showing up when it's hard to show up. Yep. With your hat in your hand. Yep, absolutely. No question. And it's funny because she actually, we, when I do video, so Paul Bellantone, you know, came to Coshocton, right? I do. And so it, what was funny about that is he, we, she was one of the people that I took Paul to see. Okay. And she tells that story. <laughs> to, and she tells it as a reason that they still do business with us. Because of how we showed up when something went sideways. That is maybe the best point I've heard in any of these podcasts that we've done for The Closet of Shame. Mm -hmm. Something that could have gone incredibly sideways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I talk a lot, and you've heard me talk about this in in the speeches I give, is giving 100% at the right times. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. You can't do it all the time, but at the right time. And at the moment your client needed you to give 100%, I don't know what else was going on that day, but I have a feeling you weren't just sitting around doing nothing. Right. But when you realized that things were going wrong, you metaphorically showed up, but you physically showed up. You yeah. you wore, what did Mike and Mike used to say, the hat of responsibility? <laughs> That's right. You wore the hat of responsibility. And I think that is one of those things that, because you didn't stick your head in the sand, and that is, I think, a lot of people's predisposition to do stick your head in the sand because i it's uncomfortable i don't want to talk about it you kind of showed um showed who you really are Mm -hmm. and showed hey you know i'm gonna stand behind this i screwed up yeah 
And, and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to make it right. Yeah. And I think really, and you and I've talked about this in the past too, is that in that moment, it's so easy to try and blame. I think it's the natural reaction. We don't right. want to wear the hat of responsibility. Right. And, you know, I could have been like, well, if she'd have just got back to me, right? If she would have just done this, if she, and I was right. like, no. That was my fault. Right. Well, and how many how many distributors honestly would do that and say, look, I'm sorry, but you put me in a position where I had to approve it, even though that is promotional products 101. Yep. You'd rather – now I'm sure, you'd, and we'll talk about this in a second, you'd rather miss an enhanced date because yep. it didn't get approved, yep. right? Yep. Because, because it's, it, then they wear the hat of responsibility. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Walking away from that. And, uh, you know, knowing you, I know that probably killed you mm. to to have to eat that kind of crow and, and go hat in hand and apologize. What did you ultimately learn from it? You know, it's funny. Uh, actually, the relationship with that particular client, I now have a weekly meeting with every, mm -hmm. every single week. And that's the reason, right? Because yeah. I'm, because I know she's so busy. I'm like, hey, let's just have a stand so that this sort of thing doesn't sneak up on us right so that we can have a face-to-face -face because i know she wants to take care of it and so i've been proactive i guess in in making the making it so that i can service that client better would you say your relationship's better today than it was before that order uh yes i would definitely say it's and again because it's we're just we're meeting on a regular basis so i'm doing a better job for him no i get i get that and i think that's great because i think you and i are both believers that um communication can really solve 95% of the issues in the world. Yeah. And the fact that you have that standing meeting, and I have standing meetings too with certain clients, and it's one of those things I always tell them. It might be five minutes yep. this week, and it might be an hour. It just depends on what's going on, but it's important. You're important enough to me that it's on our calendar. Well, and I think that it's one of those things where if I could, I would have this with almost all my top clients. But she kind of, you know, it's it's a matter of me going to her and just doing what you just said. It's like, look, right. you are this important. So if you could change anything about the entire, I mean, honestly, great outcome, because not all of these no. stories have a great outcome. <laughs> right. What, if you could go back and kind of watch yourself go through the whole process from the time she placed the order to the time it was delivered and then all the, the things you had to do to kind of fix it afterwards. If you could intervene at one point, where would you intervene and what would you do? Uh, yeah, that's actually a super good question because – you know, at the end of the day, the outcome was good. And so you can look it was. back. You can look back. Hey, look, oh, you should, you should, I'm about to say, you should screw up more orders, man, <laughs> and grow your business by 80% this year. <laughs> um, no, but I think what it would be is, you know, when I jumped on the, you know, when she called or whatever and said it was wrong and yep. I was up there, I should have done that with a proof. Um, right. that's the piece I would do is, is after I couldn't get the response through email and whatever, I should have just printed the damn thing and gone and, and knocked on her door. Um, right. I think that would have solved almost all of this. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I think that's one of those takeaways. What one thing is that learning from this, I'm now Joe promotional products distributor. What lesson would you want me to walk away yeah. from this story about contributing. Now, you really didn't contribute to the Clause of Shame, although it could have. Yeah. Well, again, colors were not great. And it was, and again, the idea of having a great client, I, I keep wanting to give her credit, but 
the the one lesson is just that. I mean, when I talk to my team all the time, I'm like, everybody looks good when things are going right. Right. But, but we all want to be like, um, I'll get back to them when I know the answer. And I think that when we really look good, when we really solidify our relationships, when we really create that 20 year customer is when things yep. go bad. Exactly. No, I couldn't agree with you more because it's easy to show up when things are going well. It's, yep. it's not easy. Well, uh, and, and I think it, most clients understand that because they understand that things go sideways in their business. Sure. And so when you are that proactive in a shitty time, people are like, yep. oh, man, <laughs> I don't know if I'd have done that. <laughs> no, no question. No question. So your lesson would be make sure you show up at the time you need to show up, whether yeah. it's on the phone or and, and, and I think being magnanimous is such a big thing. You yeah. Know? Well, and Apollo. owning everything. <laughs> yeah, be, uh, owning it. You, yeah. you got it. Yeah. So one question I always like to ask, what is the worst client merchandise you've ever seen? Whether you've produced it or not, what is the worst piece of promo that you think is just horrible that you've actually seen produced for a client? Oh, man. You know, the worst piece of promo – that I've ever, you know, I, I've seen some really, really like I'm a huge T-shirt guy. Like, you are done when I when done right. I just love T-shirts. But on the other yeah. side, man, I have seen some awful ones. Yeah, and those maybe from an imprint perspective where it's that crappy, old school heat seal that peels off. Yeah. Um, those are the ones. And then you know, and con candidly, I was talking to a uh, distributor in California whose entire. Um, not entire, but a big piece of their business was the porn industry. And All right. Yeah, it's true. And uh, they did, you know, a lot of the T-shirts they did were tasteful, and yep. some were incredibly not tasteful. And so well, that's... it's an industry that's probably not trading on taste. <laughs> yep, it's fair. But, well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, but what I would Insert say Insert your is, own joke there. Yeah, right. So I would say that that's probably... Um, the worst thing I've ever seen was a pretty graphic T-shirt from that industry. All right. And the last question. Yes. What piece, uh, what, what merchandise would you feel reluctant to sell a client where you know it would go right in that closet of shame? You know, I think really it's it, it's the thing that flo uh, goes under the cheap plastic shit. You know, I, yeah. I unfortunately I think that you know people don't always understand that what they put their what they put their logo on is representing their brand. P I, I think sometimes clients don't understand that, and I think sometimes we as consultants don't spend enough time on that. And so, you know, right. there's there's just flat out some cheap plastic crap in our industry, I, and you know, I think naming one probably doesn't do it justice because there's several but i think right. if we just continue to try and do quality stuff and i think one of the ways to do that is through self-promo we, right. we don't have to always ask what the cheapest self-promo is we, we don't we need to to look at what our brand should represent as well well and, and usually you're talking a difference of a few dimes or nickels right. and the impression it's going to make for years and years to come when we, we use that towel example um that towel is going to be around a long long time yep Sure is. And so uh, so you make a very good point. Kirby, always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for doing this new Closet of Shame podcast. Really appreciate it. Also want to thank our sponsor, which is Imagine Brands and their new Coleman line of drinkware through Crown. They're introducing you to 11 new drinkware styles from a pint tumbler with an integrated bottle opener to a hydration bottle that keeps 
uh, liquid cold for at least 50 hours. They're all made of stainless steel, vacuum sealed, insulated, and come in an array of colors. And Coleman still is that great brand when you think of things outdoors. And you're an outdoors guy, Kirby. Hiking, biking, camping, backyard barbecue. No better brand than Coleman. So go ahead and visit ImagineBrands.com. Check out that new Coleman drinkware. I'm telling you, I've used it uh, for the adult beverage of the week, and it is top notch. Love it. Kirby, again, thank you for being on The Closet of Shame, and congratulations on saving that client. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to The Closet of Shame. The Closet of Shame is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing and media for the promotional products industry. 